Welcome to Marketing Wins, How Real Brands Move Forward. I'm Valerie Morris, and on each episode, we dive into real topics with real people about how they're getting their next little or big win in marketing. If you're new to the show, go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever podcast player you are listening to right now. That way, you will not miss a single episode of Marketing Wins. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I am really excited. I've got my friend Jamie Englehart with me, and we're just going to have a lot of fun talking about brand and all, yeah, all things brand today. She's she's a, a whiz there. She's an expert there, and um, she's really fun to talk to. Um, I'll let Jamie dive into a little bit of that, but I just... This is a really fun connection because I know her late husband uh, from college and he was one of my best, like all-time best friends in college and we had lots of fun adventures. And so I actually got to know Jamie later after college in our adult life because of that connection and we've become friends. So this is a really fun um fun connection because it's not just about business. It's not just about marketing or branding. It's about real people doing really cool things in the world. And so, Jamie, thanks for for being on. Yeah, absolutely. And you maybe don't know this, Valerie, but uh, I was a little threatened by you in when, no. when you were dating or when I was dating. Date. <laughs> when, I, when I started dating him because I was like, who is this girl who's like so awesome? He talks about her all the time. I'm like, what's happening there? But obviously since, don't you know, worry since don't worry all those things all worked out it's all good yeah. <laughs> yeah no he he was like I just remember him letting anybody borrow his car like that was the thing he was one of the few freshmen who had a car and he would let anyone borrow it and I was always so surprised because he never locked it and um small town and, small town growing up small town. and I was from the Chicago <laughs> suburbs and I was like oh no you lock your car in your driveway like you don't just leave it at the college parking lot unlocked. <laughs> but he would do that and he would just like let anyone use his car. And so anyways, we became good friends. Um, and um, so, yeah, but Jamie, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you're doing with wild ampersand and just all of the, the ways that you're helping people, especially in the branding space, because I think your approach has been really refreshing as I've gotten to know, like how you're approaching things with clients and what you're doing with people. Yeah, absolutely. So for the better part of my career, I've been working in marketing. I started out as like an admin for an accounting firm, actually. And really? was a good friend of mine. And uh, eventually he was just like, hey, you want to run our Instagram account? I'm like, sure, that's that's cool. I can do that. And just kind of, you know, transitioned into doing all of their marketing. I was like, admin, not for me. Marketing, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's really where my passion for branding began. We went through a whole branding process, like a rebrand process with that firm. And I was just like, in, this is it. This is what I want to do. I was all yeah. about, you know, the story behind it and how can we translate that story to visuals and all of those things. And so that, that just started my journey. I worked for a creative agency that worked with lots of accountants, which sounds boring, but it's not at all, actually. There's lots of really interesting accountants in the world. Um, And now transitioning into, you know, working with a collective of other creatives that um, work together alongside helping women founders, female founders, and 
Um, and owning my own business where I can really do that and help people just tell their stories because at the heart of it, that's what branding is. It's telling your story, getting it out to the right people, you know, attracting them and being able to work with the people that you love. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's so fun that you worked with accountants because that was one of my first clients as well was working for a CPA firm (laughs) and, Uh, You learn a lot about how to extract the stories from people who are very left brain in how they approach the world. And if you are very right brain creative in the marketing space, like you're usually like thinking about things from a completely different angle. So you really learn a lot about, okay, how do I not only work with people that are so different in how I think, yeah. And how do you like accurately like tell their story through marketing in a way that feels authentic to them and also makes sense to the rest of the world? Because I'm part of that group of people that like, as much as my CPA explains things to me, I still don't understand it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. there's a huge learning curve between like what the general public needs to know and cares about from a CPA firm or an accounting firm and what they think is important too. So big challenges there. Yeah, for sure. And it, it really does become just about, and this, this is true, I think for anyone, not just accountants, um, but people who are leaning more on the, on the, you know, less creative side is, is just helping them see what creativity actually is and helping them see like your story is important too. Like it matters and, and telling the stories of your clients, even like Mm -hmm. you help them save their business. That's a big deal. Like we need to talk about this, share this. And they just, they're so in the habit of helping people and doing what they do best that they don't even think like, Oh, that's a big deal. That's just another day for them. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you just touched on the main challenge that I think most of us have is we sit there and we're like, we don't have anything to post or we don't have anything to put in an email or what would I even say on a website? And because we just, it's so natural for us to take care of certain marketing things throughout the day. And I'm like, I don't know, like, this is obvious. Everyone knows what to do on LinkedIn. And yet I sat down on a a Tuesday and had a walkthrough of an audit that we did for a client about how to leverage LinkedIn better and things that I just think are second nature. Like they were like, this is amazing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a good reminder that we all have our our areas of expertise and there, there are people out in the world that do not know that. And so it's, it's important to share it. It's important to, to put that out there. And, and you touched on the story piece a lot too, which, I mean, that's great because that's unique for everybody. So what do you, what do you do when you're working with somebody of like, where they, it, they're not naturally inclined to share their story? Like what, what are some things you do to help somebody pull that out into their brand? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it really comes back to being able to ask good questions and learn how to listen well. And that's something that I've tried to cultivate throughout my entire life just in, in all areas is learning how to listen and learning how to ask questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that some people have that a little bit innate in their nature and, and it can be learned as well. Um, but yeah, it just comes back to listening and really picking up on some of the things that, um, 
maybe other people wouldn't pick up on some of my favorite questions to ask, you know, typically in content marketing, really, it's just about answering the questions your clients are asking. It's as simple as that. And when you put it that way, that usually is a really great entry point for people. Yeah. Just tell me the questions your clients are asking. Tell me the questions you wish they were asking. And that kind of starts us down a trail and, and you start to see and pull out, like, especially when you get into the, like, what do you wish they would ask? Then yeah. you start to, what are your frustrations? What do you see? Where is that? And then that can kind of lead you into your, into the story part of what's happening there. And typically that goes back to why they started their business in the first place. They're trying yeah. to, they're trying to solve for a problem that their clients have. Yeah. And that is where you start to see them um, come alive and their passion starts to come out. And then you can tap into that and ask even more questions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just touched on so many, so many things. I think that's one thing I've learned. Like my husband does a lot in the data and operations space with software companies. And so like, you know, he'll be working with a consultant and he was, he's like, you know, honestly, as a consultant, like you can get paid the big bucks by just knowing the right questions to ask, you know, and, you know, for example, you know, if people have been listening to me talk over the years, they know that I originally started off in the architecture space. Mm -hmm. I was not a marketing major. I was not a business major. Um, And I used the design background of that degree to pivot into marketing due to a number of reasons. But um, the reality is, a lot of people that I talk to prospect wise that get referred my way, they don't even ask me, what, what are your credentials? What degree did you get? Like, where did you get your, you know, they might look at it and, you know, glance quickly at my degree. I, they look at LinkedIn, but they don't really care because I'm asking a ton of questions in that discovery call around, you know, understanding what they do, why they do, what, what other parts of the process they have in place. Like I'm asking questions that are showing that I understand the complexity of what they need or don't need. Um, And by doing so, it just instills confidence. So I think the fact that you've touched on that, like starting with questions, like Mm -hmm. that's the best place. I think that's, I think that's so smart. And I think- That's why people hire someone like you, right? Like, cause they don't yeah. know what questions they're too close to their own thing to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Like they need somebody else mm-hmm. like you to come in and guide them. What do you feel yeah. like has been one of like the biggest like roadblocks that people get? Is it just that they're in their own way or is there something else that kind of holds people back from leaning into their brand fully? Mm, yeah. I, I mean, I really do think a lot of it is the mental game. It's it's getting out of your own way. Like you said, they're in their business every day. They're constantly, and marketing just becomes this big, ugly, hairy monster in the corner that like yeah. the more you push it away, the bigger it gets. And it just becomes this whole big thing. What a good analogy. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it just comes back to like, no, it's actually like, it's okay. First of all, we get it. We've yeah. all been there. I do this for a living and my website's not finished. You know what I mean? Like I got one page left and I just can't get it done because it's just like looming on my head. I don't know how I'm going to say it or what I'm going to say. Yeah. And I do it for a living. So I understand the fear and the frustration and the like confusion around it all. Yeah. Um, and you can, when you have someone that can walk alongside you and just say like, here, let's start with this. Yeah. Let's just take it all the way back to who are you talking to? 
what are, what problem are you solving for them and how can you do it? Yeah. It becomes super, super easy. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's just about, you know, a lot of these founders come and it's all, all in their heads. They have all the answers. They have yeah. it all there. You just have to draw it out. A lot yeah. of times I kind of equate it to like marketing therapy almost. It's like, you're just asking questions. You have the greatest analogies. Well, it is. <laughs> it really is. You just, you're taking notes, you're writing it all down, and then you're putting it in a format that they can understand and can Yeah. And you give them a plan and you say, okay, this is what you're going to do. Do you need right. help with this? How can I help you with this? All mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Marketing therapy. Yeah. this that's well and and just I think branding therapy at large like just the fact that you because a lot of people they may know what they want but mm-hmm. a lot, I think a lot of people also have this like fear almost of like is this the right direction you know mm-hmm. and for somebody else to say like poke holes into why they're going a certain way versus another or just give them some mm-hmm. affirmation of like no this is this is a tried and true or, you know, a solid route to go or, mm-hmm. you know, I've had conversations recently with my husband of like, uh, I think there's, you have two great options and I don't see that either one is necessarily a wrong one. Like, yeah, you just have to pick, you know, and I'm sure you probably come across that a lot in branding, but the indecision I think can trip people up a lot. Cause I don't know. I remember like, before I started my business, like knowing what I was going to call it was like a huge stressor for me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I knew that like, once I kind of had an idea of what I was calling it, then I would know kind of how I would, I could flush the branding out a little bit better from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember just like brainstorming and Google searching, like, is there already somebody out there like using this? And, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to copy somebody. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot of things that ride on having your branding in place. And once you have like that first domino figured out, then the rest can all kind of fall. So mm-hmm. um, like when you're talking with people, like, do you talk about that, about like the foundations of branding and like what that allows you to do from there? Like, what's that conversation look like when you're having, having, uh, some conversations with clients around the importance of branding and getting things in place? Yeah. Well, and I think what most business owners don't realize is that pretty much everything that you're doing in your business comes back to marketing and your brand. Yeah. You know, Marketing does all of that legwork. And if it's doing, and if your brand and your marketing are working the way they should, you've done 90% of your sales before you even get on a sales call or discovery. Right. And so the importance of having those foundations in place is so critical and people will, and, and this is not a knock on, you know, some of those, some of the, you know, easier ways to get logos and things like that. But what it lacks is the story. Exactly. It lacks passion. It lacks all of those things. And anyone can do that. Absolutely. And if you have to do that, if you don't have the means, but, you know, do what you have to do. But when you can't invest in those things, it is so critical to go back. And and like I said, you have to look at who you are, who Mm -hmm. your client is, and what you're doing for them. Yeah. Those are the foundations of it. And everything that goes into it, I... um worked with an incredible designer and, and brand expert in the last job I worked with. His name's Cole. And he always says, your, your brand is an empty vessel. 
And all you're doing is filling it. You're filling it with your values. You're filling it with your personality. You're filling it with your clients. Yeah. And the beauty of that is that it can be an ever evolving thing. It's the same with marketing. Yeah. You know, it's not a set it and forget it. Any marketing firm that tells you, you know, we can get you hundred percent ROI in 30 days or you get your money back. Well, anyone can get you 500 clients in 30 days, but are they the right type of clients? Probably not. Yeah. Right. And that's where, it comes, right. That's where it comes back to your brand. When you do that work, you're only going to attract the right type of clients. And yeah. so it's so critical that you share your story in a way that people understand and resonate with, because, you know, just like you, just like me, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to want to work with me. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. I'm going to save thousands of hours by being uniquely me, telling yeah. my own story, sharing what, what I do. And the people that don't like that are not going to get in contact with me. Right, right. And I've been doing this long enough that when I get on a discovery call, I will know within, you know, probably a minute whether or not we're going to work together. Yeah. <laughs> because, because you know your type of people. Yeah. And I yes. think that's, that's what people don't think about is like, I'm at, say you're going to invest 20 K in a brand, something like that. You do all that work. You're probably saving way more money than that in the hours you would spend on calls with prospects that don't fit with you Yeah, on taking clients that aren't a good fit. And then, you know, you have, you spend how many years working with them and struggling and having your team so many, so many hours with that yeah. and then figuring out how to onboard them. And can you offer and all those things Yeah, you save all that time by doing the foundational work in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, so much good stuff there. <laughs> I just, and I resonate with so much of that because I've been in business for over 10 years now and I still struggle with making sure I'm attracting the right types of yeah. people. I think that's an all ever evolving thing. And that phrase always evolving or ever evolving. When you said that, that just resonated a ton because your brand is not just your logo. Like it mm -hmm. is everything that your brand touches. And so I think the fact that like a lot of people think of it just being this one thing, but even like the logo, if that's what you're thinking of as your branding, like that can change, that can evolve, that could have minor little tweaks. Like I just had this epiphany the other day of like, oh, I actually think I like certain, these other fonts a little bit better. I don't think I want to do a whole rebrand of my logo, but maybe yeah. I'll change just a little bit. And it's been 10 to 12 years. Like, I don't think I'm going right. to confuse people too much if I change just the font, <laughs> you know? but, right. Um, right. but yeah. So, but I do think, um, just that like being willing to evolve is huge and just going into it with that approach of like, this is not a static thing. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people get that wrong with websites too. It's like, oh, we just built our website. We just launched it. And I, I get it. You're excited about launching a website and you should be, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But a lot of people will literally set it and forget it for years. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, or they will obsess and never get something live because they they want it to be absolutely perfect. Well, right. the next thing they know, years have gone by and right. they haven't set their website live at all. Like, and so it's kind of this toss up of like, is done better than perfect? I mean, done well, better than perfect. Not, we don't want to put junk out into the world, but um, right. at some point, like you have to just 
jump in and embrace the evolution that can come after that. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really glad you said that. It was just a good reminder to me of just like, no, oh, the brain can always be evolving. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, and this I learned from working with accountants for so long is they have so much like, this is the way to do yeah. things. Uh huh. And, and you see that. And I think that's why the marketing monster looms so big is so many people get into this is the way mindset. And, and you don't have to, because the way is your story, the way is, mm. you know, your clients, the unique challenges that they have. And it doesn't matter if you're an accountant or a therapist or whatever you are, whoever you're trying to reach, you're only you. That's the thing that makes your brand the most unique is there's no other person that's exactly like you. There's no other business that's exactly like yours because you're the one that's in charge of that business. Yeah. You're the founder of that business. And the same goes for your clients. No one is going to have the same exact client. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of the same problems, but each client has their unique story. Mm -hmm. And so it's integrating those things and seeing like, how can my brand evolve to reach those types of people so that it becomes something you kind of play with? You know, there's a little bit of science to marketing, but a lot sure. of it is playing and figuring out what works. And, and for those of us who are creative, that's the fun part. Yeah. Oh, we could do this. We could do that. You know, yesterday we were in a session with the client where we're like coming up with something and it started as one thing. And then we morphed it into this 28 day challenge that we're going to do and all these different mm. things that just come from the willingness to like evolve and change even within the course of like a month or wow. a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, and that, that's just another reminder of like, um, you know, you got two good options sitting in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes there is a clear, good answer, you know, like, Hey, you should do this over this, but sometimes you're presented with doing a 28 day challenge or X, Y, Z, like some other option and both are good options. And until you dive in and get your feet wet in some of it, you don't necessarily know what's going to work and be better. And that's why AP testing is so big in marketing. I mean, like I just structured a whole campaign this week around, we're going to test this copy versus this copy. And we're going to do it for a set amount of time. We're going to be smart about it. We're not just going to like throw spaghetti at the wall, but you know, we're going to test things to see what's working. So that way we know where to focus our effort. Yeah. And I think too, like what gets you excited? You don't have to do marketing that's boring that exactly. you're not interested in. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, if there's stuff that your, your branding or marketing expert is recommending and you don't want to do it, hire them to do it. You don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff you want to do, have fun with it. Have your team have fun with it. Do what you want, but you don't have to be in every space doing everything. You know, not everyone has to write blogs. Not everyone has to do that. And that's okay. Yes. 100%. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of freedom in, in that. And also freedom in knowing that, um, you don't like, you can seek out the experts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but ultimately like you're the one driving, driving the car, like it's your decision. Um, and I've actually, yeah. I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I had to push back. I was like, look, like I can do X, Y, Z if you want. Like, I think this would be a good idea, but ultimately like, it's gotta be your decision. Like this is your brand, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and this guy, like, he's very much just a, like, well, just tell me what to do. And I'm like, well, no, like this is, this is your brand. Like 
if you want me to be the face of this brand, I'll make the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's not yours, you know? So there mm -hmm. is this, this piece to where it's like, look, like we can give you our recommendations. Ultimately, like you have to feel comfortable with it. Um, same thing with that LinkedIn project earlier this week. It was like, look, here's, here's a whole plan of things you can and should probably be doing, but ultimately like start with a few things that you know, you can do well and you feel comfortable with and then decide like, you don't have to do all of this at once, you know? Right. And, um, and that's hard. Like in social media, I see it all the time where people are like, I want to be in all the places all the time. And you're like, okay, do you have all the budget? Cause right. that's a lot of work. <laughs> and if you're not yeah. going to do it, somebody else is going to have to do it. And that's right. a lot, a lot to pay somebody. Whereas like, it's like start one or two channels, get really good, mm -hmm. go deep on those, lean into those mm -hmm. and then expand. And I, I have a right. feeling like the same is true with your brand. Like figure out mm -hmm. those one or two things, focus on a few mm -hmm. things now and you can evolve more later. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it is with social media, with all of those things, it's really about figuring out where your audience is. If they're not on Instagram, why waste all your time and money and budget on Instagram? <laughs> right? Like, just don't do it. It's so it's so much work. It is. If they're only on LinkedIn, just hang out on LinkedIn. Yeah. If you're going to find them at, you know, networking events, get your butt out there and do networking events. Like, that's, mm -hmm. find where your clients are, the people that you really want to work with and be in those spaces. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, I... I can't agree with that more because there's like certain things that I just even, I'm starting to maybe just feel old, but I'm like, there's certain platforms <laughs> I just personally don't like using. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> or like, maybe even. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and so part of it is like, well, yeah. Are my clients even playing on those spaces either? Like, are their audiences there? Um, like I work with a lot of professional services. So what you just said is like hundred percent. Like sometimes we, we have to focus our efforts on Instagram, but like TikTok, very few of my clients are leveraging TikTok right now. And so it's like, mm -hmm. well, that gives me a little bit of freedom of like, I can stay abreast on the latest. I can like keep tabs on things. I can know some of the things, but like, do I have to spend you know, hours a day making my own company TikTok. No, I not putting my effort there. I'm going to put it where yeah. it's making a difference where my clients are getting their most traction, which yeah, is LinkedIn. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. So you have some fun things coming up here. I know you were telling me about this workshop you've got coming up. I think you were saying it was called taking up space. Yeah, um, and yes. you're doing some cool so, things just at large with your clients. So I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about like, how are people working with you? Like, what does that look like? And then maybe a little bit about like what you have on the horizon here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So typically um, new clients that come to me are really just, they're curious about what they could do to be better with their brand, to do better things with their marketing. And it often happens when, you know, they've been around for at least a year, maybe a little bit more than that. And they're like, okay, this was good, but I know I can be better. Yeah. How do I be better? How do I evolve essentially? 
Um, and so oftentimes when people come to me, we start with um, what I call just a branding workshop where we do a deep dive on all the things we've been talking about, why they started their company, mm. who they're working with, what the problems they have are, what their passions are, all of those things. It usually, you know, it takes uh, several hours of different, you know, Zoom calls or in-person yeah. meetings, those types of things. And then that gets all of that information, once it's downloaded from their heads, gets condensed into this like beautiful, you know, document, you know, several page document where I can say, here you go. This is your brand. This yeah. is who you are. This is what you're doing. And then from there, we can make decisions. Do we need to update the logo? Do we need to change the messaging on the website? What do we need to do for your marketing and come yeah. up with a plan to go there and move forward? Um, and that... You know, in, in all the time I've been doing this, those types of workshops have been the most valuable because they just don't realize how much is in their heads. Yeah. As much as they're in their business every day, doing all those things, they don't realize, like I said, all of the answers are there. You just need someone who can get it out. Yeah. And then the beautiful thing that happens is once you get it out, then your brain's free to start thinking of ideas and then their creativity starts to tick in because yeah. they can see all what they've said in front of them. Oh, what if we do this? We could do this. I had this idea. What do you think about this? Whereas their brain was so full, they didn't mm -hmm. even realize it. Yeah. When you start being able to bounce ideas off people, it goes that way. And I think a lot of what, you know, a lot of what you and I do is really, you know, therapy, coaching, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I wish it's I'd just more psychology in college. Yeah, I know, I know. In another in another life, I was a psychologist. But like it is, it's just it's just helping people sort through all of those thoughts yeah. and and understanding. And so um one of those thoughts that we see come up a lot that I see especially in women founders, um, is this idea of being afraid to take up space mm. in a room in their own brand, in their own marketing, they get scared. And that's because society has conditioned us to be a certain way. We have to look a certain way, say the right things, do the right things, have this particular type of business if you have a business at all. Yeah. And, and we just get so consumed with that. And so this is a, a workshop that a friend of mine and I have put together um, called Taking Up Space, actually. Nice. And it's about valuing your voice and owning your brand and sharing your story with the world. And really what we're addressing in that is these limiting beliefs that we have around, like, I can only film myself if I'm wearing makeup, or I can only have this type of background, or I can only be promoting this product or whatever it is. Yeah. It's addressing those beliefs first. And that's, you know, throughout your whole brand, all of your marketing, you have to pay attention to those beliefs first, because if you don't, they're going to keep coming up and it's going to stop you back to that scary marketing monster in the corner. It's going to stop you because you're going to have that looming on. You. And so we're going to talk about, you know, addressing those things, doing some practical things to start rewriting those stories in our brains mm -hmm. so that we can move forward in our marketing so that we can show up on camera so that we can start communicating who our brand is, you know, who we are, because essentially for a lot of, you know, service-based businesses and even some product-based businesses too on the smaller end, as the founder, you are the face of the brand until your team's bigger. That's your job. And yeah. so you have to learn how to be able to do that and show up in an authentic way, especially in today's market, because as you and I both well know, 
consumers are very, very, very smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Yes. And if you show up in an authentic way, people are going to know. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to <laughs> yeah, they sniff it out. So that's what this this course is designed to do is to help you get started to address some of those limiting beliefs and and really just get some practical tips on what I, what you can do to like start moving forward with your brand and your marketing in ways that are really really easy and practical. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, well we'll we'll make sure that the link to join the the interest list for all of that is below in the show notes and then yeah. also just links to you at large, but um, is there anywhere else outside of your website, uh, that you really spend a lot of time that people could check you out or is your website the main place that people want more from you? Yeah, typically I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and Instagram, Instagrams, you know, I spend more time on my personal page, honestly, than on my, um, my website page or on my, yeah, my brand page. Um, but I think that's okay. It helps people get a flavor for who yeah. I am and what I'm doing outside of my business. Yeah. Uh, More of the and, why behind the brand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but LinkedIn, you know, similar to you is where most of my clients show up. And I really, um, I love where LinkedIn is going. It's becoming a space that's not so like corporate and stuffy. Mm-hmm. And and people are starting to have real conversations on there and show up in, in authentic ways. And so- yeah. Uh, that's a space where I like to be. And and there are so many people in there and so many fascinating brands that yeah. it's just fun to, fun to be on there and, and see what's happening in the world. Yeah, I agree. I, there's, there's uh, I've really enjoyed LinkedIn for sure. Like as I've seen it evolve. Cause I think when we first probably joined, it was literally just like the online resume and um, yeah pretty sure I never thought I'd say I enjoy LinkedIn. <laughs> right. That's where, that's where I hang out all the time, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely evolved. Things have changed. I, I can picture being in college when Facebook like came to my college and I, I can visualize where I was standing in that moment. And, um, I feel really old. Uh-huh. When I say that around certain people and they're like, what Facebook wasn't a thing. I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. I'm old now. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, well, Jamie, thank you so much for giving so many great insights into just how to approach a brand and how to approach it with real authentic perspective and just some of the ways that somebody like you could help somebody navigate where to go with their brand. I think, um, you've just provided so much wisdom. So thank you so much for sharing today. If you're new to the show, go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever podcast player you are listening to right now. That way you will not miss a single episode of Marketing Wins.